Welcome to the LA Realtor Podcast. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And we're getting to know the industry one conversation at a time. Welcome, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, Paul. You were late today. I was. That well, talent is often late, and it's okay. I real I I heard this morning <laughs> that you were the talent. I just found that out. Very exciting for you. You as the talent were on time. I was the first one here. You're better talent. I didn't even know what to do. I was like, why isn't this door open? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I apologize. I had an yeah. existential crisis. I was like, it's the wrong day. Oh. Something happened. I I just yeah. I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't uh, okay. fathom that you would be late. We're pretty responsible around you here. You are. That's, John was late too. Nice. Ish. Yeah, you're you're both late. Anyways, but I didn't we made it. We I made it to I, our first. I didn't even have time to get my Starbucks. That's how late I was. I know. I'm sorry to be drinking my Starbucks <laughs> in front of you too, because I'm not going to stop. Also, so. Anyways, yeah. Well, I uh, let me tell you about our guest. Yeah, we got um, a good excited. one today. Yes, I'm excited to have our guest on. Uh, this is uh, pretty informative, and I think it'll be a good session for agents because I think they need to know this if they don't already. But she is with a company that's gotten pretty famous relatively recently, and uh, she'll tell us how long they've been around. But I'm here to welcome Marnie Blanco from Picasso. And uh, they're a very interesting newer company who were founded by Spencer Raskoff, who's the founder of Zillow. So really interesting model. And I'd love, Marnie, for you to introduce yourself and tell us about Picasso. Uh, Thanks, Paul and Sarah. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Uh, Yes. So Marnie Blanco with Picasso, I handle the industry relations for the company, which means I work with all the agents and brokers and associations and MLSs and brands and franchises and everything that has to do with the real estate industry. So thank you for having me on here to talk about Picasso, one of our favorite things to do. Picasso, for people who maybe haven't heard of it, we are a second home ownership model where we buy high-end luxury homes and we turn them into a co-owned home. So you can have an eighth, a quarter, or up to a half of a home. And we have homes in over 40 markets in four different countries and all the popular second home destinations around the world. And we partner with agents because we buy these homes and essentially turn them into eight because you can have eight owners per home. And we need owners. We need buyers. So we like to partner with agents to, to find us buyers and get our homes occupied. Here's what's cool about this idea. And I've been on your website. These are not ordinary homes. No. These, these are some fancy <laughs> ass homes, <laughs> if I could say. Yeah. And right. So my, my understanding is like, if you want a second home, you can go spend a million bucks on a home. If you can find a beach home for that price, <laughs> or you can have an one eighth ownership in an $8 million home. And you can only imagine what an $8 million home is. So tell me, tell me if I'm right or wrong. Exactly. Here. Well, first and foremost, I'm totally going to steal your words and I'm going to change my pitch from high-end luxury homes to sweet-ass homes. It's all I yours. think that's awesome. <laughs> I expect that to be on the website like that. tomorrow. <laughs> I will alert our marketing team immediately. Uh, so yeah, that's a good way to put it. So our homes are very, very high-end luxury homes. And so exactly what you said, you can't have a home like this for a million dollars. But if we have... A if we come in and buy an $8 million home and your one eighth is 1 million now, then you get access to the home and you're probably going to use it the same amount you would have used it even if you bought the whole home yourself, because we all know that second homes are only used about six or seven weeks a year. And that's what you get with Picasso when you buy a one eighth home. So all of our homes are completely managed head to toe. They're professionally designed, furnished and basically it's, it's kind I tell people it's like checking into a hotel, but you own the hotel. 
So you literally, mm. you reserve it whenever you want to. You're not blocked into any particular week or particular time. It's flexible scheduling. You show up, you have an amazing time. You're not dealing with refrigerator repairs or carpet replacement or cleaning. You come up or come to the home, you stay, you have a great experience and you leave. And our home managers, we have home managers in every single one of our markets that take care of the homes. And so they literally are there to make sure that your experience is wonderful. And that is exactly the entire reason why we created Picasso, why Austin, Allison, and Spencer Raskoff, our founders, created Picasso is that one, you can't always afford maybe a second home. That's really nice, potentially like your primary home. And then two, you want to enjoy it. You don't want to maintain it. You don't want to have to deal with the hassle of it. And so Picasso makes second homes available and more enjoyable for more people. It's that simple. This is cool, Sarah, because it's a very novel, to me, it's a very novel hybrid. Uh, To your point, Marty, you don't want to own, it's hard to own a second home. I've always had the dream of owning a beach house, but I start thinking, I get a little too practical with it. I start thinking about the maintenance yeah. and the property taxes. I start thinking like, you're going to uh, have do to I, do all the work to all Airbnb the, it out if you want to make, work, you know, right. Yeah. But break also, even on it. I'm never buying a timeshare. I'm a little, I'm just a touch too smart for that. Right. And I think we realized really that timeshare might be a bad word. It, it is. Well, we'll this is not a timeshare, right? Exactly. Yeah, so why yeah. isn't this a timeshare and why is timeshare a bad Yeah, word? we don't even <laughs> say that word out loud. I call it the T word. It's an, it's a naughty yeah. word. <laughs> so is. yeah, that is the, the very first question we always get, especially from agents, from owners, anybody who's working with Picasso. Oh, this is a timeshare. Well, it sounds like one, but it's not because it's real ownership of a, of a property. You buy it and you can sell it just like you bought it. So after you think, you know, you're there a year, two, three, four years and you don't want it anymore, you go sell it just like you bought it. We put it back on the MLS and we have another owner come in. So timeshares always have the the saying that easy in, but hard to get out. And that's the exact opposite with us. And it's true ownership. So there isn't typically an upside. While we don't always promise an upside on your investment, typically right now, our owners who are reselling their shares are finding it about 12% increase in their investment, which is fabulous. And so it's yeah. um, that, like I said, the scheduling is flexible. Typically with a the timeshare, you're locked into week 17, week 32 and week 40. We don't right. do that. So with our owners per one eighth ownership, you can schedule anywhere from two days to two weeks at a time. And you can schedule it out to two years so that you have, you're kind of picking oh, wow. the dates that are exciting and, and happy for you. Of course, we have algorithms built into a smart scheduling app that makes sure that everybody gets their fair share of all the holidays or like peak season mm-hmm. times. You know, if you have a home in Colorado right. and all those ski season periods, you want to make sure you get your fair share of it. And we have that intelligence built into the app so that it's fair and equitable usage for our owners. I think you must be telepathic because literally as I'm thinking of the questions, you're just answering them. And I'm like, oh, never mind. Oh, never mind. She just answered that. So that's amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. Because I was wondering like if you have eight owners, right? And everybody wants to be there in the summer. How does that work? Is somebody taking their whole eighth of a year chunk in the summer, but it's up to two weeks. It's up to per eighth of ownership. But if you own a quarter or even up to a half of a home, then you can stay in the home, you know, up to 30 days or even longer. So it just depends Ah. on the the level of ownership you have of the home. And a lot of times we find that our owners will come in and purchase one eighth and they'll go stay and they think it's wonderful and it's great. And then they're like, you know what, we want more time in this home and a share might come up for resale, or we still have an original share for sale and they go gobble it up. And now they're a quarter owner of the home so that they can use it more. 
if there's an eighth of a share of ownership available and nobody is bought, it's just kind of sitting there. Are the other owners able to utilize the time or is that kind of still marked? Yeah. So when we come in and we acquire the homes, we, Picasso is the owner of the home. We put the home into an LLC. And then as we find the owners, once we sell all shares, Picasso has no ownership left of the home. We just turn into a pure property management role. But to your question, if there is still a share left, Picasso still technically owns that share. And so we'll use it for sales. Like maybe somebody wants to come in and try a couple of nights stay in the home. We might use it for, you know, an open house event to bring agents in and talk about the model of Picasso, show them one of our homes and kind of give them a taste of what Picasso is. So we can use that time wisely. A lot of times our owners might want more time and we are very, very friendly with all of our owners. And so if there's something going on that's super special to them or something, we'll work with them to try to help them out as well. So lots of lots of options for that time. And what's amazing with our homes though, because typically a second home probably sits empty about 90% of the time. Our homes are actually occupied probably 90 to 95% of the time they're occupied. So wow. it's um, wonderful for the home. It doesn't you know get run down and old and outdated. It's wonderful for the communities because it brings people into the communities, into the the local businesses. um, And it's just becomes a a better use of an asset out there. Can you tell us about like, give us an average home, maybe one somewhere in California. What did it cost? What the whole thing cost and what's a one eighth share cost? Sure, sure. So gosh, we have homes all up and down California, all throughout the beaches. I'm actually headed out just later this afternoon to fly into Newport Beach to show a couple of our homes that we have there in Balboa Island. So a typical home, our range is very, very large. So like I said, we're in 40 different markets in four different countries. So we range anywhere from about $300,000 a share all the way up to 2.8 million for a share. Um, those those wow. Aspen homes get real expensive real fast. And so <laughs> I would say on average, though, we're probably around, I would say maybe that 700,000 share price in the, the California beaches that we're in. Those are probably, they're probably a little bit higher. They're probably closer to like the nine, 900,000 mark or so. But we're really transparent with how we handle our pricing of our homes. So when we come in and we find the home, whatever that whole home price is, we book that and then we might come in and do some light design work or cosmetic work to the home. A lot of times furnishings are included in the home. So we'll, we have a complete in-house design team that comes in and freshens it up and makes it what we consider to be a Picasso type home. And whatever that whole home price is, plus all those additional design work and, and furnishings, et cetera, in the home, whatever that entire total price is, we mark it up 12%, divide by eight, and there's your share price. So every owner coming into the home has the same share price. They're all set and consistent for all the owners. Now, of course, if an owner decides to go and resell their share, they get to choose that price. That's theirs to sell. We'll give them a CMA. Mm. We'll, you know, help them along the way and, and kind of give them some guidance on what they should price that at. But it's really up to them, just similar to how you'd, you, you'd sell your primary home. Is there any um, like barrier to entry as far as like, is there a committee that you guys got to make sure you like this new uh, buyer that's coming in? It's like a co-op. <laughs> or is there any risk of having issues with other owners? That's a great question. So we don't have any type of committee or anything like that. Our owners do, we make sure financially they're sound, obviously, and they can handle it. But our owners typically nine times out of 10 do not know the other owners in the home. 
and they prefer it that way. That's actually specifically what some people do. Now we do have some homes and some owners that they really want to know who those other people are. So they'll like leave little notes in the house somewhere Uh-oh. and try to figure out, <laughs> you know, hey, who, who's staying here? So yeah, we're, we're pretty careful in, in making sure that privacy is there for, for the owners and all of our owners to date, knock on wood, have just been amazingly fabulous people. So we have over a thousand owners already throughout the, the all of our properties. These are people that typically have been coming to these communities, coming to these areas for a while. And, you know, they might get an Airbnb or they might get a hotel and they're tired of renting or they're tired of throwing their money out the window and they're, they want to own something. They want to have something that's theirs. And they want to be able to say, you know, I have a home in Malibu. I have a home in Aspen. I have a home in Miami. You know, that is the, the feeling that they're looking for. So they're pretty good people all around. I get the sense that there are some owners that have multiple shares in multiple houses. There is, yes. And originally when we started, like we said, we wanted to make second home ownership more affordable for people. And that opened up an entire demand of of buyers that said, you know, have always dreamt about a second home. And they're like, this is great. This is perfect for us. But what we also learned is when we continued to expand into new markets, we had a lot of owners who could afford the entire $8 million, $10 million home, but they knew that they weren't going to use it all the time. And it didn't make sense to put their entire investment into one home. So they they came in and they bought multiple Picassos. We have several that have like the whole beach experience in Miami and then also have, you know, your Aspen Mountain home as well. So it's good because it kind of gives them options. Then they can kind of spread out where their investment goes. They fly to each one on their private exactly. jet. Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a tough exactly, life. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> hard, hard decisions. <laughs> okay. So the average interest, seven, eight, nine hundred thousand dollars $900,000. Is it mostly people paying cash? Are they financing it? How do people? Yes. Yeah, so we, I would say approximately about half of our buyers pay cash and half of them finance. And we do handle financing directly through Picasso, which is a little bit unusual. A lot of times when you're buying a second home, you can't necessarily do it like we do it. So you can finance up to 70% directly through Picasso. And that gives, opens up another whole, whole buyer's demand as well, because we're now enabling them to finance the homes. I would say too, that even this year, we, I would say in Q1, we've seen over a third of our owners that have come into Picasso by sight unseen. So they, that just means they're doing a virtual tour. It depends on, you know, whether the home we call, is it a drive market or is it a fly market? Those areas will kind of dictate to like, you know, do people want to be able to drive to their second home all the time and, and use it kind of more at a whim? Or do people want to schedule two, three, four weeks potentially and say, you know, this is the time I'm going to spend my home and they're willing to fly anywhere. So whether they have one in Malibu or Aspen or, or Miami, et cetera, they can make those decisions. Can I ask you then one more practical question, which is you bought your home, which is great. Now you, you own that, you own your share and there's value there. You can sell it later on down the road. What are the annual costs? Because I imagine there's maintenance, property management, property taxes. Like how does someone budget for yeah, that? Yeah, great question. So when we go back to buying the home, when we acquire the home, we put a budget in place of what it's going to take to operate that home. So that's, and it's all inclusive. It's your taxes, your utilities, your insurance, your cleaning, your turnover, a reserve fund, everything that's going to take to manage that home. Whatever that number is, we simply divide that by eight and we pass it straight through to the owners. So you pay Picasso a management fee of about a hundred bucks a month to manage the home 
which obviously is a nominal fee, but your true fees are your taxes, utilities, insurance, et cetera, that moves and goes straight to the owners. And each home is a little bit different. I would say you could have monthly expenses anywhere from $1,100 a month to $2,500 a month, depending on the home. You know, does it have a pool? Does it have a tennis court? Does it have a bocce ball court? Does it, you know, what are the amenities that we have to upkeep within the home, the size of the home, et cetera. So that is something that um, we manage for our owners completely. You know, last time I stayed at an Airbnb, like the terms of the agreement was like, you got to clean the house and scrub the toilets and take out the trash. (laughs) And we were kind of annoyed. Yeah. Well, you probably got a cheaper rate. (laughs) No, I don't know about that. So some some Airbnbs, like where my cabin is, like some people will rent their Airbnbs and you bring your own sheets. Mm. And like you clean the house, you left it as you found I it, see. but then they it's don't charge cheaper. you a cleaning fee. So you kind a... of win in that regard. Well, am I guessing that that's what you did and you didn't realize that? <laughs> Thank you. Sir. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. I'm here to clarify I'll things for you, I'll spend a little Paul. bit more money next time. So <laughs> it, is there cleaning that is included after or? It's a, yep. It's work? all included. So we really okay. um, create a complete turnkey stay. Uh, we want our owners, like I said, to be able to check in, check out like it's a hotel and they don't touch a single thing. Now, what we ha- are starting to do kind of more innovation within the model is making sure that our owners are paying for what they use. So they're paying for their cleaning. They're not paying for another families cleaning who happened to use the home four times and they only used it twice. Mm. So we're trying to be really more specific about the, the costs that are incurred per owner so that it's really unique to their experience and their stay in the home. That makes sense. Yeah. I'd love to get into how you involve agents in this, right? Because there's the, the property buy, then the sale of the interest. I'd love to know, well, tell me everything. But one thing I want you to include is can you sell the shares on the MLS or do you have your own platform to sell these things? So great questions. There's several ways we work with agents and agents are extremely important to partner with in our business because they know the buyers, right? They have the clients, they know the people that either have dreamt about a second home or have a second home and want a, you know, a different type of model. So they're extremely important to our business. The primary way that we work with agents is we partner with them exactly to do that, to find us buyers. When they bring us a buyer, they get a 3% commission on the share price. And then they also get 500 restricted stock units. So we've been very Mm. transparent that our entire goal is to go public as a company. And we, once we do that, we were planning to do that way earlier than this beautiful market came around, but we, that's still the the long-term plan, but we believe that agents should be, have be equity partners in that. So that's why we give them Mm. restricted stock units as well per closed transaction. When the agent brings us a buyer, we literally just partner them with our sales team. Our sales team really takes care of the entire transaction, the entire offering, and the agent can be involved as little or as much as they want. That's really up to them. Mm. The biggest thing is that agents can bring us buyers for any of our properties worldwide. Because it's a referral, they can they simply just refer the, the client to us. And then, like I said, our sales team takes over. So we have a lot of agents who are in Kansas or Iowa or Nebraska, these middle kind of tiered states that we're, we don't have active homes in, but they refer us buyers for California. They refer us buyers for Colorado and Florida because they know people who want second homes and want to leave their primary area and go to these, these really nice areas. So that's really the, the key in working with agents is to bring us buyers anywhere in the world, regardless of where they live or where they're licensed. The second way we work with agents is that they also know people who have second homes who might not want the whole second home anymore. And what they can do is they do a sell down, what we call a sell down. So they can bring in a homeowner that says, you know what, we love this home. It fits what we call a Picasso buy box. 
And they say, you know what? They want to retain a quarter of the home, but Picasso, will you turn the rest into a Picasso home for them? You're literally reading my mind again. I was <laughs> like, here's my next question. And she's already answering it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've gotten a, a good top 10 question list prepared. In my yeah, head. yeah. Well done. But, so it, that is also a great option for agents, obviously working with sellers to turn their home into something that's usable and then also financially smart for them. Yeah. Especially someone who like loves their vacation home. They're not using it as much as, mm-hmm. you know, like you're saying you, they realize they only use it six to seven weeks out of the year. Yeah. And so for them to be able to retain some ownership and create some income for themselves as well, like that's a pretty cool. It's a um, great option, especially cool in this trade-off. market right now too. And then finally, the third way is that when our owners can decide that they want to resell their home, If you as the agent brought them to us originally, we do have to resell it for the owner, but we put it back on the MLS. We put it onto Picasso.com. So that's our marketplace for our second homes is Picasso.com, but we also list it in the MLS. But we also give the agent, the original agent, a 1% referral commission as well. So retaining and preserving that relationship between the agent and the client is really important to us. We don't want agents to think, oh, they're in the Picasso model now and I never get to work with them again. They are your client for life. And so we want to respect that. And so we automatically give agents a 1%. And it's funny because a lot of times um, they'll bring an owner and the owner will, you know, a year or two later will sell and we'll send them a a 1% commission check and we'll get a call and they say, well, what's this for? because they didn't even know maybe that their owner sold. <laughs> All right. So it is, we, you know, yeah. we, we work with agents a lot. We're not exclusive to any one brand or, or type of agent. We have agent partners all over the world and, and they're an important part of our business. It sounds like a sweet deal. It really yeah. is. And you no. know what? I don't think agents believe no. it sometimes. Like that is my sole <laughs> job is to educate the industry and, and talk about what Picasso is and don't stop doing what you're doing. These agents are successful and keep doing what you're doing. But Picasso is such an easy add-on to what they're already doing. I just right. don't think they believe us sometimes. So we, we, we keep evangelizing. <laughs> so you mentioned you have like a Picasso buy box. Yes. Is that like the parameters of the properties that you would purchase and what are those? Yes, exactly. So we call it the the buy box and our buy box typically is about, I would say two to three times median home value for that particular market. And then the homes themselves are very, very, they tend to be very modern, very new. They're either, you know, a newer build or something that was just remodeled. The outsides are very unique and relevant to their surroundings, though. So like if you're in Palm Springs, you'll see the typical mid-century modern type of home. If you're in one of our Colorado mountains, you'll see the quintessential mountain home type of look. But inside, they tend to be very new, very modern, very clean, crisp type of setup. So that's what we look for when we're selling, when we're looking to, to buy homes. We have an acquisitions team that does their entire job is to shop the MLS, find homes. They look for off-market properties. They look for pocket listings. We have a data science team that helps them as well say, is this home in a good area that's good for second homes? Is it good? Is it a good buy? What's the resale been? So it's it, a lot goes into acquiring the homes. And so that buy box is pretty important to us. And so how many homes do you own as of present? So we don't disclose the number because we're not public yet, but it's okay. hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of homes. And like I said, all through the US, we're very, very heavy in the California markets, Tahoe, Napa, all the beach areas as well. The Colorado mountains all throughout the cult through Vail, Steamboat, Breckenridge, Telluride, Aspen. And then we really started to expand into the east side when we launched Florida. So South Florida was our first entry over into the East Coast. And then we went basically up the coast into the Charleston area and Nantucket, Cape Cod, um, all of those kind of 
the exact opposite of the beaches on the the Southern yeah. California <laughs> end. Yeah. It's where people want a vacation. It right. Is. That luxury it's vacation probably market. Not Absolutely. Kansas. What? So you don't, you don't want, you're not interested in my cabin. You know what? Kansas? It's funny. We get that a lot. They're like, tiny little we cabins. get a lot of inquiries. Hey, when are you coming to our market? When are you going to be in, in our area? Uh, and I will say we will be there one day. Our entire goal yeah. for Picasso. So we're obviously in the U.S. We're in Mexico. We're in Spain and London right now. But our goal is obviously more markets. We launched about those 40 markets in about a year and a half, which was crazy fast. Wow, that's very A lot. And so for this year, for 2023, we're really going to focus on our current markets, our active markets right now and and build inventory there. But our long-term goal is more markets, more price points in each market, more options for more people. That's the whole goal. Yeah, it makes sense. You wouldn't want to have like a one-off in some random area because you need a management team, you need cleaners, you Mm. need a whole team, wherever that is. So it makes sense to like condense those markets and build out from there. And then, yeah, that's really smart. Yeah, operations is a, it's a kind of a secret sauce of Picasso is managing his home and making sure it remains a good experience. With regard to ownership, I assume you sort of educate the agent and you educate the buyer on what they're getting, but I imagine they're getting a one-eighth interest in like an LLC or something like that. Does it make it a little more complicated to transact that or not really? You have all the paperwork. Yeah. So we have, um, we call it a membership interest purchasing agreement. Then we have an operating agreement as well. And that's what our buyers review and sign and and execute. It is put into an LLC. So they just become an an owner of the LLC. So that's what makes the resale so easy as well is that we're not having to redo title every time we have a change in ownership. We just change the owner of the LLC because the LLC holds the title to the home. So it makes it really, really streamlined. I would say a lot of our transactions close in as little as two or three days. I mean, it's really that mm-hmm. simple. And then, of course, the agents get paid right away, too, which is always a good good thing. There's no title, like you said. There's well, no inspection. Is there even an escrow? No. Not, none nope. of it. None of it. That's oh. why it goes it's, so quickly. So wait, <laughs> so how does someone hold ownership if they're not on title? So because they are a member of the LLC and the LLC owns the title. So therefore, they, I see. So it's a different LLC for each yes, property. Correct. Yep. Right. Every okay. Is put I see. Into, I see. Into its own LLC. I see. Okay. It's just paper. It's just paperwork, yeah. right? You're just exactly doing your. Are people mm-hmm. having their attorneys review this, or really not even? You know, that? sometimes they do. I think every buyer is a yeah. little bit different. I would mm-hmm. say not not very many do, but every blue moon, right. yeah, we'll hear of one that okay. they're going through every <laughs> single line, page by page. I was going to say, are half of them attorneys themselves? I mean, that's a pretty lucrative business. Yeah, I think you're right, Sarah. I think those owners who go through them are attorneys themselves, for sure. It's always funny in escrow when we are sitting down with an attorney and having them sign paperwork and they want to like change the escrow instructions. And we're like, no, that's not really how it works. (laughs) But good try. Nice try. I know. They want to redline them. Yeah. They're like, "Uh, I'm going to mark cross this off and then I'm going to initial next to it. We're like, okay, it doesn't (laughs) doesn't mean anything, but... Uh, we're going to cross out your cross outs. So <laughs> you mentioned this, Marty, but uh, touring a property, a lot of people just, just do a virtual tour. Mm-hmm. But if, um, if an agent has a client that is looking for a second home and I don't know, maybe they're open to a beach or a this or a that, I imagine they would just put, again, the agent just put the client in touch with Picasso, the sales team, and the sales team manages, I imagine, all that, exactly. right? So the agent does... Kind of very little. Exactly. Yeah. So we actually yeah. created an agent portal on Picasso.com specifically for agents to go refer buyers and then also track the progress of that transaction. It's oh, super cool. simple. And then that way too, they know like, hey, this is my client, right? They've kind of 
claimed their client because that's always really important to agents that they don't want to lose that relationship. So it's as simple as entering in your client's information. Our sales team gets it. They reach out to the agent and say, hey, tell us about your client. What are they looking for? And then they figure out together, you know, what's the best way to connect with the client? Do they want to do a walkthrough of the home? Do they want virtual? You know, where are they located, et cetera? And a lot of times even the agents will just go do a walkthrough on their behalf of their client as well. So that's always an option too, if the agents want to go tour the home. I mean, we all, we all know how it is to have a home. It's an emotional purchase and you need to touch it and feel it and smell it and, and all everything in between. So tours are, are yeah. very, very popular, but we know some people can't make it. And that's why we make the virtual process as well. I was at an open house the other day and there was a guy walking through like filming the whole house and the agent was like, there's also a virtual tour <laughs> online, but there is something about like doing it yourself and like, yeah. right. So it is, it is interesting because there is like emotion involved in that because practically, yes, there is a virtual tour online. You don't need to look at it, but some people like that. Yeah. Touch if that feel. dude had a selfie stick, I would have slapped <laughs> it out of his hand. He wants to see himself in I every room. So, yeah. You would be surprised. I think when we hold our open houses, agents will come through, buyers will come through. How many people start looking in the drawers of everything? They go into the kitchen, they open, all of them open the refrigerator for sure. So whatever's in there, you better make sure it's clean. The drawers I could see because you want to see like what kind of a drawer, if it's, it's one of those easy clothes, glide. Yeah. That one makes sense to me. But refrigerators. Oh, no, I like, I don't, I'd open the they fridge. They all open yeah. the fridge. Yeah, yeah. I don't think open I've ever opened. Well, if it's coming with the house, Comes I imagine house. that makes sense. Yeah. You would want to see what that's yeah. like. Which is funny because. Can you imagine we, someone being like, this is a deal breaker. <laughs> we all know what the inside of a fridge looks like. But Why they're all are, different. Like mine has a surprise water spout inside. <laughs> <laughs> surprise. It's a surprise. surprise. It's not on the outside, just on the inside. extra features. <laughs> yeah. Fancy. Uh, <laughs> um, has, here's what I'm curious about. Like I was thinking of saying to Sarah, like, do you want to get you, me and 10 other people to like share a one eighth interest in a Picasso home? <laughs> but like, oh, does, yeah. does can, that ever can happen? Can our LLC actually... <laughs> partially own part of that, that LLC? Does it does happen. Yes. So our That's owners, right. oh, have a cool. lot of them purchase it like in the estate, you know, the family estate mm. or as an LLC. Oh. Um, and some people are like a brother and sister that they're like, let's go in together. And then they put it in under both names. So it does happen. Mm. Absolutely. Oh, so it should be a whole family. Right? How like does a, that financing work? Well, I think one person has to take on the financing and how they okay. have to figure it out, you know, internally how to handle yeah. that. But yeah, because a lot of people, I think when they come to the homes, our homes tend to be a little bit bigger. You know, they're four or five bedrooms. They can sleep several people and they like to bring their family and friends. So yeah, why not? it's a perfect vacation for the yeah, family. Yeah. And if our owners can't like use that. their time, sometimes they can gift it to family and friends. And we, in our scheduling oh. app, we have a complete guest experience where you just simply add in their name. They get access to the app. They get all the security information, the home manual, all the information, and wow. they can go have their own time in the home as well. So that's up to our owners on how they want to use it. One thing is I, but you couldn't rent you can't it out. Rent it out. That's exactly where I was just no. going. Now that that might change yeah. in certain markets where rentals, short-term rentals are are allowed. Local ordinances are very different market to market. So because we do get a lot of demand for that, so it's something right. we're looking into right now and trying to figure out if we can handle that. Yeah, it's really the sharing economy, mm -hmm. right? That's happening right now. It's co-working. It's co-living. This is like co-vacationing. I don't know what, there's <laughs> yeah. another marketing term for you that you shouldn't use ever. <laughs> Paul, you're full of gems. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You have no idea. He is definitely full of gems. <laughs> B bad ideas. Just come to me. No, I like it. And I, I, and I really think it's easy for agents. I think it's yeah. just a no. And I love that there's a reward for the agent, like uh, going forward that they don't just lose this client to 
a different product, right. right? They still get to be involved with that client. They still get income on that. I think that's such a great, good faith way to operate a business. Absolutely. And to just to give instead of like take yeah. away, you know, that's <laughs> just such a good energy about it. I like that. Is there anything else you think agents should be aware of? That we have you know, I would say for agents who are interested in learning more about Picasso or want to work with us, we make it super easy on top of the super easy transaction. If you go to Picasso.com and to our agent section, we have an entire marketing toolkit in there. And that toolkit literally creates everything from email scripts to an elevator pitch to social media templates that they can come. We tell agents our homes are yours to sell. So come to Picasso.com, get familiar with our listings, pull the photos off of them and go put it into social. We create actually within their dashboard, the agent dashboard, a unique link that they can copy and paste and put it into social and say, hey, have you ever thought of owning a second home? And put a picture of one of our fabulous homes in there. Mm. If somebody clicks on that link, they are automatically tied to that agent when they come to Picasso.com. So it becomes a lead generator for them as well. And so um, there's so many assets out there that we just really make it a turnkey process for agents. And like I said, super easy add-on to their business. Especially for agents in those luxury exactly. markets. I mean, yeah. it's kind of a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. You guys have thought of everything for we, agents. <laughs> I've been in this industry for 20 years, so we, we try. <laughs> Let me ask you one last question. The name, if you know, the name Picasso, obviously you think of Pablo Picasso, the artist, <laughs> but it's spelled differently. Can you, can you give us any background? Yeah. On that? Uh, so our name wasn't always Picasso. We've, I think it's our third uh, name. Maybe we started out as Niner Homes. Then we went to Barcada and then we ended up with Picasso. And there's a lot of kind of homage paid to Pablo Picasso, of course, in, in the style of painting. But really at the end, it's a really great play on the name Picasso because everybody wants to own a Picasso, right? Mm, uh, I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. We thought maybe the spelling also was a, a take on Casa. As a well. little bit. Yeah. Well, we do get that question and um, people say Picasso, like it's Casa. And, and right. so we're right. like close, but Picasso, like Pablo Picasso. So similar. Hey. Whatever you want to call it, as long as you exactly. buy it. Exactly. <laughs> They're fabulous. An eighth, an eighth to a half of a house. An eighth to a half yeah. of a house. You can't have the whole house. Co-ownership yeah. is the key Co-vacationing. No, no one wants ah, to co-vacation. <laughs> <laughs> you vacation alone in your co-owned home. Oh, Sarah, you're <laughs> hired. Ta-da. Thank you. I'll be there Monday. Uh, we're we're back. Excellent. All right, great. That was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for coming oh, thanks, on. Thanks, Paul and Sarah. This was great. Bye. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And if you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. If you'd like to get in touch, please email us at larealtorpod at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.